Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, telling stories from the LAFC community match by match, fan by fan, story by story. We have an illustrious guest with us here in Shoulder to Shoulder Studios. Joining Christian and I tonight, we have Roxana Palacios. Welcome to Hi Shoulder to Shoulder Studios. Thank you for having me. Of course. Welcome. Uh, absolute, absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, Ecuador is known for producing some of the finest roses in the world, and we have a rose <laughs> of the North End here with us today in Roxana. So pleasure to hear your story, some great interaction with the players, some work out there in the community as well, too. So some great stuff coming on from Roxana. But since uh, it's been a week since our last show, we had a, a little event, maybe a little Thanksgiving. So uh, Christian, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great. We spent it with my in-laws on Thursday because some of my family members were working, so we couldn't have a bigger Thanksgiving like we've had in the past. So we had that, and then we had a second Thanksgiving on Sunday when everyone was off. So I had two of them, which was awesome. I got to eat twice twice as much. Jealous. And Thursday was a traditional Thanksgiving. Sunday was more of a Salvadorian pollo guisado. Oh, that sounds so it was, delicious. It was really good. Um, so I can't complain. Yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, I was off on Sunday. I, on my phone, I could swore must have must have just missed the call. Oh, but, uh, my Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know you were working. You told me that you were, like, working every day. Yeah, that's that was, uh, yeah, I get occasionally a day off. It's true. I was asleep pretty much you all day. You know what? Next year. Next year. I did, yeah. I worked through Thanksgiving. I uh, I fortunately got a bunch done the day before, so I didn't have to go in super early. So I didn't have to be there till 8, but I was... um. Yeah, I was uh, slinging that booze, 8 to 6.30, and then I was able to run over to a dear friend of my house, uh, my chiropractor, actually, my chiropractor, went to my chiropractor's house for Thanksgiving dinner, which is bizarre, but my chiropractor is an awesome guy, so. That's nice, but well, it keeps doc. you healthy with all yeah, those Yeah, well, it was, it was a decadent feast, to say the least, and I was in charge of bringing the wine, so you know we drank well as sure. well, too. But, what about you, Roxana? Yeah. For my Thanksgiving, my husband had to work, so I baked something with my son and my daughter, which they loved it, you know, my little ones, they're starting to love how to cook. And that was my Thanksgiving. I mean, I had tacos the night before, if that counts. It definitely counts. That, tacos was, my, count. <laughs> that was my dinner before Thanksgiving. But you did get to participate in a Thanksgiving celebration of an LAFC kind. You, you played yes. in the Turkey Bowl. I did. And actually, my team won. Oh, my yeah. God. Congratulations. We were, we were part of that gorditos. Yeah, there was two categories, right? Yeah, yes. There was like a normal category, I guess oh, you normal? would say. Normal? No, well, uh, uh, by normal, I mean, <laughs> I would say um, everyone was uh, under the gordito weight. A more fitness positive. Yeah, yeah fitness positive. <laughs> and then I wouldn't say, I think you were bringing that average down for them. <laughs> the rest of them were gorditos. I'm like, you're not a gordita at all. <laughs> But yeah, I was part of them and yeah, it was, it was fun. It was really nice. Um, we play under the rain and it, I mean, the experience is amazing when you play under the rain. I don't know if you guys had that experience, oh, but of course I've I been playing it. since I was seven, still play. I was playing. I've been playing since I was seven. So high five on that. If you need a co-ed team, I run one on the weekends here in the I Valley. I run one on Sundays at Calabasas. So yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, then we could play on each other's team. Yes. Okay. I like that. I like this. Sweet. I'm, I will come and drink and sing. Uh, while yeah. you guys Why not? Water boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Transfer window. We'll uh, just if, pick each other if up. If you want your water spiked, you might want to invite me as your water boy. But if you're looking for that good old H2O, I might I might not be the right person. <laughs> you're welcome. You. you are welcome. So tell us about that experience. Like, so who was, what position did you play? Uh, see, I was playing all over. Like, I, I started as defense. I don't know where I was playing forward, okay. trying to score. And I actually almost did but i didn't oh um you have a thomas Mueller like ability to morph into different phases <laughs> of the game and adapt to this play I, i'm with you yeah <laughs> it was i mean you can put it that way like yeah it was the gorditos but you'll be surprised like they were playing really good and of course. i mean i didn't see any other girls playing out there though like oh. i don't know if i was the only one or not but i was definitely the one running the most and my team sure so, yeah. You hear that lady show up next year. So, what were some of the other teams? Who else was out there? Who'd you embarrass out there? Um, did you mag anyone? I did, actually, yeah. But Ooh, I don't know his name. Mag? And even if I knew, I don't think I would say it. Yeah, oh, no, no that's messed up. That's messed up. No. Don't say it. Just whisper it. <laughs> okay. What supporters group were they? Uh, I can't say it. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah, that's well, messed up. Probably matter. LAO, you know? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> they didn't play in the gorditos that, that I know of. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, that I know of. But I would say, you know, back to what you said earlier, that, you know, just because you're not 
fit doesn't mean you're not good because technique matters a lot, especially when it's a smaller field. Exactly. So if you're experienced and have good touch, that goes a long way. Um, you don't have to run as much. So I'm sure you guys <laughs> did well, and that's how you guys won. Yeah, I mean... It was mainly to have fun. I mean, a lot a lot of people couldn't show up because obviously the rain. And yeah. obviously it was Thanksgiving Day. So a lot of people are, yeah. you know, trying to spend time with their family. Others are cooking. So they're busy. And I mean, the people who showed up, thank you. You know, thank you for being there and yeah. showing up and, you know, having fun with us pretty much. I actually worked that morning, sadly. So I was going to go and play with Leo, But... Thanksgiving. I mean, so many more people I know are working on yeah. Thanksgiving Day yeah. now than ever before. Yeah. It's just uh, it's not as abnormal as it used to be. Um, I've sort of always worked in in a field where I worked on holidays, and so when I was a kid, people were like, "Oh, you have to work on Thanksgiving." And now, you know, fast forward, you know, twenty years later, and and every like half the people I know were working on Thanksgiving. So I think it's just become kind of a bit of the norm nowadays, sadly, but. You know, hopefully, you know, maybe next year holding it exactly on Thanksgiving, maybe the weekend after. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's some ideas there to improve the turkey bowl execution. But would certainly like to see some more ladies, ladies show up. So, oh, yeah. Do you have the big golazo? How many goals do you score? None. Yeah, she got close, she said. I got close. I got close, yeah. No. That's right. messed up. You're it's putting a... me on this spot. No, right now. you had a lot of assists, I remember you told me. Yeah, I did. See? There you go. Yeah, you're bagging dimes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, outside of the Turkey Bowl, there wasn't really much in the way of anything going on within the LAFC community from a news standpoint. We haven't heard anything solid about any roster changes, pickups, contract signings, options, anything like that. And everyone's uh, going crazy. Like, we want to know. We want to hear. Uh, the silly season, absolutely, mm-hmm. in full swing. There were a couple of rumors that were out there. So, Christian, Roxana, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about some of these players that have been floated around with regards to LAFC. Now, I think it was kind of, there were two big rumors that came out. Right. Uh, then the club, via friend of the show, Vince, um, kind of shot down rather publicly one of those rumors, right. but has yet to acknowledge the other. So do we read anything into that? But I would say uh, the first initial rumor that came out that was shot down was the acquisition of Brian Lozano, or at least an offer being made somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to $12 million that an official offer had been made. And then Vince came out and said, no, no offer had been made. What are your thoughts about that? I, I mean, I was initially both excited and perplexed because he has a tendency to play in the wings, and he's also Uruguayan and also named Brian. So there's all these funny things about it. But to me, it sounded like, all right, we're going to move Rossi on when I heard it, like pretty quickly. It sounds like we have some sort of immediate buyer. But to me, my preference would be if that is the case, that Rossi's going to move on, I'd prefer to have Brian Rodriguez, Rayito, now play on the left and well on the right. And then more of a uh, position that we wanted to fill is that central striker to have someone compete with Dio or maybe be the starter. Or shore up to the central midfield, or you know, maybe get a, a striker that is more considered a true number one. But once he shot it down, it made more sense to me that that wasn't necessarily something that we were looking into at this point. With both wings kind of being filled, and we have an extra winger at this point as a DP, and I was mo- a little bit more relieved. But there was a second rumor to your point, and I, I know you were going to bring that up. So well, as you say, so. You were speaking of a central striker, and LAFC have been linked um, with Jose Juan Macias, JJ Macias, um, who certainly you know has performed well and is arguably one of the best young strikers in Mexico right now. Someone who's had you know a very tantalizing start to his career, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about his addition because if Rossi departs, bringing in someone, in my opinion, who plays that sort of true number nine role seems a more logical fit for the squad. Um, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on. Um, those rumors yeah. around an attacking player. Yeah. What did you think about Brian Lozano, Lozano rumor first before I mean, we move on? Isn't he um, older than Rosie? He's 25, right? Yeah. I think he's in the higher 20s. Yeah. So it would be a heavier price to pay when we have a tendency to pay for younger players because mm-hmm. we not only see them as a player to help the team, but a potential investment. At least that's something that the club has been forthcoming about from ownership like we want young players to come and play in the system but also be a potential avenue to the investment to become a a gain to get other players and build a team so 
He is older, to your point. I think for Leon, he, he did score a lot of goals this last season, and I was excited about it, but I'm like, we have too many players already playing that position, so it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But J.J. Macias, a true number nine, competing with Dio, I'm more interested in that because Chris Ramirez is gone. We don't have... I think the team plays better when Vela is not playing in the middle. When he's I really think the, so. I do, yeah. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. That's That's never actually heard that like that's very interesting to me i think if you look at some of lafc's most potent moments last season it's when we had a true striker out there like a, a christian ramirez and he was drawing a lot of attention and that freed up space for vela to do right. what he wants to do and when vela was the sole creator and we saw the defense focusing on him and vela looking for alternative options it was easier to shut down vela and block right. the outlet to those options than it was to have to think of a striker first and Vela second. Right. Now, ultimately, you know, Christian Ramirez fluffed a few of those shots that he <laughs> probably should have Many. made to have kept a job with us. Um, right. You know, and that that was a big changing point in our season, really, with his departure midseason and, right. and, you know, some of the tactical changes that were made after that. And arguably, the team, you know, didn't go on as as big a tear at that point as well, too. So right. something to be said for that true number nine role. I, I'm, I'm really excited if this pans out. Obviously, you know, don't get our hopes up. But in just 20 matches, he had nine goals and two assists last season. Mm-hmm. That's some impressive numbers for, at that point in time, 19-year-old just turned 20 in September. Um that's impressive. Yeah, he's young. The, the interesting thing to me is, so Chivas has his rights. He was on loan at Leon, and I know we'll talk about this in a little bit, but a potential opponent in the Champions League could be Leon because they're in that second pot, the only Mexican team in that second pot. So the fact that if we you know buy him or even get a loan off of this deal and then play Leon, that would be a very interesting storyline for our first round away at Leon and here at the bank playing with uh, with JJ on our team against Leon. That'd be a good story, I think. Yeah, that would be a very fun away day. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure all of us here at Shoulder to Shoulder Studios have committed to, to making our first international away day a thing. So we're about six days away yeah. from the announcement of who we could potentially be playing in the right. Champions League. And I know all of us are eagerly awaiting trying to book a flight, book a hotel to some corner of the world. So let's let's run down real quick what what those corners might be. Um, you've already sort of started with sure. the Mexican option, so why don't we begin there? And can you run through the list of other clubs and where we could potentially be heading? Yeah. So first, I'll go with the pot that LAFC is in. And so these are the teams we can we won't play in this first round, and that's Atlanta United, Club America from Mexico, Cruz Azul, um, Montreal Impact. NYCFC, Seattle Sounders, and Tigres. So those are all in the pot one. So these opponents will be pulled from pot one, and then there's going to be an opponent pulled from pot two who is going to be their opponent, and it's going to be a home and away two-leg situation where, you know, after two legs, whoever has the most goals moves on. Pot two is going to be San Carlos from Costa Rica, Alianza from the capital in Salvador, Comunicaciones from Guatemala, Leon from Mexico, Montagua from Honduras, Olympia from Honduras, Portmore United from Jamaica, and Deportivo Saprissa from Costa Rica. So, more than likely, it's going to be a Central American flight. And I can't uh, wait for that. Yeah, I can't wait for the food. So, if you had a, <laughs> that's a good point, you know, that's oh, a really good I point. I didn't even think about that. I was, I was thinking about <laughs> soccer and drinking. I can go oh, the food. The food. Mm. Uh, so, if you had a top three, what would your top three destinations be if you could sit on Santa's knee and tell Will Farrell exactly which clubs you would like LAFC to face um, in, in champions? What would be the three destinations? of all of those places that you would really, really like to go. could be based on the team that we're playing. It could be based on uh, the country or city that you're going to visit um, or, or something personal. I'm just sort of curious to hear what would be a top three for you guys. Country-wise, I would love to go to Costa Rica. Oh, I would love to. Right. Team-wise, I really want them to play against Comunicaciones because uh-huh. I was in Guatemala this year back in July. And being... Out of the country, not being a part of pretty much any... Comunicaciones is like a team that I barely found out about this year, I want to I say, because I'm not Guatemalan. But um, my husband's half of the family is Guatemalan. And when we were out there, that was my 
my two go-to, you know. Like, we went to the stadium. We went to watch them play. And I actually became a fan. So I would love to have LAC playing against Comunicaciones for sure. Okay. And the yeah. third team? The third team. Um, or City. Or City, yeah. Uh, maybe Leon. Leon? Mexico, yeah. yeah. I mean, they said the best tacos are in Mexico, and I was I'm just all there. about food. I agree. I, I agree. Did you agree? I agree 100%. Have I, you had them? I went to um, this road called Botolini in the Ciudad de Mexico. Pastor tacos now. And I the, love in, pastor. In LA, they're good, but it's just not the same since I've been there. It's not the same. And then I went to um, Xochimilco when they had like this carnitas little spot that you can buy and put it onto your boat that you go on the ride. You in. know what makes me sad? There's people out there that don't eat pig. Oh, and really? oh, that's like, I don't know. how. I don't know. That's and, really sad to And me. those are just those two, but I had asada, I had taco de ojo. So I, I, I never had that. I had that. So I didn't even know it was a thing. I don't think I'll be able to do that. I tried everything. And like I said, it's it's just it's just a never another level. Like it is. It's, 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 tacos here in LA, don't get me wrong, are delicious. But I just didn't know it could be better, you know? But it is. It is. I'm so curious. I, I highly recommend if whatever region of Mexico, I'm sure they have a specialty that they have in terms of meats. And it's really good. And in fact, we should watch Chronicles of Taco on Netflix. And it goes through every region of Mexico. <laughs> oh, I'm freaking out right now. This is like my favorite show. It's... I've probably watched the entire thing three times, yeah. like all the way through. I am like trying to be like the advocate of Taco Chronicles to anyone I come yeah. across. That's like, oh, have you been watching anything cool lately? I'm like, have you seen yes. Taco Chronicles? For the next episode, we need to have food here because... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that we know, we usually actually do we, have we Mexican do food. We usually go get Mexican food before we record, but... Yeah. um. Uh, yeah, times. Chris couldn't make it tonight. Sorry, amigo. Um, we, we miss you. We wish you were here. But normally we all go get tacos together, but Chris wasn't coming. And yeah, so it, it just kind of. It's I've his been, fault. Don't just say it. It's not just, his fault. Just blame him. It's our fault. Threw <laughs> <laughs> off our to, routine, is yeah. I guess what we're saying. Okay, so what are your three? Yeah, My what three. are your three? Um, I would want to go to Alianza. So, Mex- uh, excuse me, El Salvador. Um, then I would say Saprisa. In Costa Rica, and then Comunicaciones. Those are the three. Le- yeah. Leon, I think, I think they're gonna get through regardless. And I also don't want to be our like play difficult opponents right away. I want us because we're in the preseason. We're not in season form, and I'm not saying these teams are easier, but I think we have such a good team that before being in in training, it could potentially have a better matchup with them. That's kind of how I think. I want to get through to the next round and play the, the, the bigger teams once we've had a few teams under our belt. For that reason, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to face Leon in the first yeah. round because I think that's the most difficult opponent in our pot. But taking the 32-52 to Mexico for our first international uh-huh. away day would be... I mean, you know we would show up in force. Of course. Um, uh, that's in Guanajuato, right? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure... There would be a large contingency of the 32. I think it's going to be a huge crowd no matter where we go. Yeah, It's also one of my favorite cities yeah. to pronounce, like Guanajuato. Yeah. Just a cool Guanajuato. Name. You yeah. do it much better than I do. Yeah. Um, I have <laughs> never been to El Salvador. I've never been to Guatemala. I've never been to Honduras. So those would be intriguing for me just because those are, are, are countries that I've never been to. I've never been to Costa Rica either, for that yeah, matter. Same here. So same. so any of the four of those would be awesome just because it would be my first experience with any of those countries. But I, I would have to say number one for me would probably be Jamaica, just because I want to stuff every single Ultra suitcase with as many bottles of Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee liqueur that we can possibly get back into the United States. <laughs> um, because that is like one of the greatest alcohols on the planet, and you can only get it in Jamaica, really? um, for whatever reason, they don't make a whole lot of it because Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee is very expensive and very rare. So, I mean, you put that on the shelf at an exorbitant price next to a more reasonably priced coffee liqueur. It's obviously not going to perform that well from a sales standpoint. But if you've ever tried it, I mean, it is it is so good. I have some at the house. You have to come by and check I, out. It's, it's in the bar. I'm interested. Um, I'm interested. But it's fantastic how much, coffee. Liqueur. Yeah, how much is it run by for? I it's mean. not that expensive when you're in Jamaica, but oh. you just can't get it here because no one carries it, no one imports it. Got it. Probably because of those reasons, yeah. no one gets. The only way to get it is to go to Jamaica, get it, and bring it back. Got it. And so, like anytime I have a customer or friends going to Jamaica, I'm always like, "Hey, 
can you grab me a bottle of Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee liqueur? But so it, funny. It's to die for. So that would be number one on my list. Just just, just for because the of that. that I want to. <laughs> um, and Jamaica's a great country, incredibly friendly people. Food is amazing. If I had to pick a second out of all those, I would probably go. Costa Rica second, El Salvador third, um, just because Costa Rica, all the pictures I've seen, all the people I know who've been there, beautiful country. Um, and El Salvador because, um, you know, knowing so many Salvi friends now that I've met through the 3252, I know they would show us a good time there. And you uh, just want to eat pupusas. I just say it. am a sucker for pupusas. This pupusas, is very true. Pastelitos. Panes con pollo. So much food. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every I'm, country, I'm it's just like every country yeah. has their own dish. So it's just thinking about it. We got like the best list. So I think El Salvador would be would be a really fun place to go as well too, just because there's such a huge Salvi population within the 3252. And if Fito's form, he might play against his previous team too. And I she get, has some uh, uh, nonprofit information that you wanted to give out. Well, right now that you know that we're working on the whole um, going for the champions, or, you know, for the Concacaf Champions League. My nonprofit, which is uh, Global Diplomatic uh, Rights Relief, we're going to be bringing help for the needy. Whichever country we go to, I'm bringing help. I mean, we know that every country that, you know, that we go to, that there's people who actually need help. Is either, I don't know, like food or, or um, things that you need for your care, like, you know, like anything. Um, I'm going to make sure that Whichever country we go to, I'll bring something for them. And that's something, that's a project that I'm working on at the moment. So for all of you out there, follow at L-A-F-C-R-O-X, L-A-F-C Rocks, putting together an entire charitable donation for a random country um, between next week and when we arrive there in February. That is a whole lot to organize and put together in a very yeah, short you, amount you of time. You guys can also follow um, Global Diplomatic on Instagram as well. And okay. it's at Global Diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a great resource for all of you who perhaps want to get involved. Um, maybe you can help put together something depending on the country that is selected by our next episode. So when we come back for our episode 50, our, our half century mm-hmm. mark with our next episode, uh, we will know exactly what our first ever international away day Canada doesn't count um for lafc so i'm i'm very curious to uh um to see exactly how that's going to play out and so again global g-l-o-b-a-l diplomatic d-i-p-l-o-m-a-t-i-c at global diplomatic uh and you'll be able to help um some human rights relief we know latif has worked with them in the past and and so have you roxana so uh, we're very excited to see what prospects are on the horizon um, because LAFC is going to be helping the community wherever yeah. we show up. That certainly warms my heart and it's great to hear. Let's go Delta. Hook it up with some tickets. Yeah, come on. That would be that would be <laughs> awesome. I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe like a package, some a discount. discount. Something so we could at least all You'll be in the same blanket. hotel together. Yeah. <laughs> get a blanket, um, is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> the blanket airplane. Yeah, a custom black and gold LAFC blanket. Now I'm nice. in. But, um, that would be nice. Uh, as long as not the material the one they usually yeah. give us because you know it's going to be fun well <laughs> uh, whatever stamp's going to end up in uh, the old gringo's passport we will know by next week so I'm very very excited to hear how this is going to pan out yeah. um, and I'm sure there'll be an event at uh, HQ or at the fields uh, so more details to come I've, ha- I've heard rumors of such things happening yes uh, I-, I believe there might even be the one Max Bredos involved so of we shall see Um the legendary max is going to be there we better show up in in force there to to represent so i know that um once we get a little bit closer to the announcement of what team that's going to be um there's probably going to be some hoopla around the announcement um and hopefully some news shortly thereafter of some coordinated travel plans for all of us we would love to see every single person in the lafc community there um whether you're here in los angeles um in, in any other state, maybe you, uh, the guys out there in, uh, Atlanta, um, maybe, um, our listeners, um, UK. in Australia, yeah. in UK. I mean, I think we would love to have all of you there as well, too. Um, well, whatever country we end up going to, uh, we shall see next week. You are also a Salvi as well, too. So yes. does that weigh into your decision as far as where you would go and all of this? It is. I mean, I'd love to go back to El Salvador and, you know, check. I mean, 
I haven't been there for the past 10 years, and I know it's completely different. Yeah. Your story begins but, there, does it not? Yes, I was born and raised in El Salvador by my mom and my grandma. I would love to go out there, you know, and watch the team that I love here in LA play in my country, you know? Yeah. I mean, plus the food. I mean, all I can think about right now is just the food, yeah. you know? I mean, the food in Salvador is just amazing. Where did you grow up? I grew up by the beach. It's called La Libertad. Oh, really? The yes, port? Yes, yes. Puerto, Puerto La Libertad. Yeah. That's on the east side, correct? Like facing Mexico? Mm, it's, no. It's, no. The whole, all the coast is on the Pacific. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of slanted. So there is kind of a east and west to the country because mm -hmm. it's, it's almost such a small horizontal. Country. But I think it is more towards the west side okay. of the country. Yeah. 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 So how long did you live there? My whole life. Since I was, until I was... 14. Wow. So that yeah. was a, a transition at a very awkward time in your life to yeah. to leave an entire country, culture, people, friends, school, yeah. everything at 14 everything. and come to a new country. Wait, yeah. so you started playing soccer? At seven in at El seven Salvador. Salvador. Yes. So what did you play in school, the little team? How did, you, um, how did that start? My grandma was the one who, you know, put me into a team uh -huh. and I started playing in a church. Okay. Like she loved going to church every Sunday. So, so they made a team and... I mean, she was always there, and I never wanted to go with her. So she's like, you're going to be playing. And I loved it. Like, I remember every Sunday morning, I'll be the first one to get up and be like, oh, what time are we leaving? You know, I quiero nos vamos. And she'll be always making fun of me. Like, oh, que no te gustaba. You know, I thought you didn't like it. But, I mean, she's the one who introduced me to it. And slowly started playing in school and, and little, like, leagues out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did the transition from El Salvador to the United States play out? I started um, coming here when I was probably three or four. I started visiting my dad and um, some of the family that I have out here. But at 14, it was one, you know, it was one, like, I actually decided I wanted to stay here. So I left everything. And it was hard. It was really hard. I didn't know the language at all. I was bullied in school. Like, it was bad. It was horrible. But, I mean, my family was really, you know, like, good at the time. They, I remember in, at home, they wouldn't speak to me in Spanish. And I thought, oh, you know, like, they're being mean to me or whatever. But that actually helped me get out of all the ESL classes in high school. And, you know, like, it was really, it was like a bad and good transition. But, you know, like, I'm here now and I, I made it, you know? Sure, <laughs> of course. That's quite a struggle. That's it, quite oh, a struggle. Yeah, especially Did at you, that age, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very awkward age to yeah. be making that much change in your life. Did soccer play a role in the transition at all? Did you pick yes. up the game once you got here? And did that help you sort of acclimate? That helped me a lot. Like, I joined soccer in high school. I Which high school? Panorama. Oh, nice. That's where I, I was born. Panorama. Really? And I grew up in Canoga. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. You played I mean, in Panorama? I played in Panorama, yeah. And then in college, uh, I was part of, a, I don't want to call it a soccer class, but they do have like a soccer. Um, intramural? Yeah. Is intramural. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where I met my husband. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Playing soccer with him. That's did you like meg him and then way, like huh? that was the first date or how did it play out? Yeah. That's like the best way to meet someone. You know, we're all sweaty, dirty, hair up. Like you don't even have to worry about, you know, like, oh, I have to look cute or something. You know? Yeah, your so, guard was down. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's like you, so, you're yeah. meeting the real person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys play on the same team or different teams? Uh, it was like, it's like a class. It's mm -hmm. like everyone's um, uh, we all go there, exercise pretty much, and then we have like a little cascarita, uh -huh. you know, a little pickup game. Yeah. So Thanks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, is that a food? <laughs> <laughs> what is cascarita? Like it sounds cascarita. delicious. It's I don't know. No, I know it is, but like, is there any other meaning of it? No, it it's just not means a food, right? it's just cascarita. It's, yeah. Yeah, I also mean, yeah, no, that's all I mean. Because yeah. cascara is um the, the skin means, of like a fruit is cascara, it is, you see? Uh -huh. It is, it is. I'm kidding, I was just messing with him because it's like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> no habla, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so you're saying you guys had pickup games after the class, but it, maybe the team's always changed. So sometimes yeah. you play with him or sometimes against To be honest with you, he was this person who was always showing off. Always trying to be the best. I mean, it, it, it's good. It's good for you to be showing off and try to be the best. But I never liked him because of that. I did not like him. Really? No, I didn't. And he knows it. He knows it. So how did how did you guys end up get over that? Or how, who, who approached you? 
That was in Valley College. Okay. I was waiting for a ride out outside in um school, Valley College. And he was, I guess, on his way home. That was right yeah. after class. So he used to take his bike. And I was on the phone with my best friend. I remember that day because I, I, I don't know what I was talking to her, but I started waving. And he came up to me. So he thought that I was waving at him. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, but you were waving coming. at your ride? No, I'm like, oh, no, he's coming. You know, but then we started talking. And he did give me his number that day. I remember he put a smiley face next to it. So, I, yeah, he approached me. Oh, okay. He approached me. And then that same week, we went to Horror Nights. So okay. slowly we started talking. That was back in October 2013. So you weren't impressed with him on the soccer field? You you kind I of started talking like outside the field. Yeah. Ah. But what you're saying is the smiley face works. The smiley face works. <laughs> <laughs> so did you um, support any clubs back then prior to becoming an LAFC fan? Were there clubs in El Salvador you supported growing up? And did you keep any of those or change when you came to the U.S.? I like Alianza and I like Fast. That's the name, yeah, right? Fast. I, I like the I like the colors of Fast, but I like Alianza better. Did you go to any games as a kid when you were there? Yeah, Estadio Cuscatlan. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah I went to many. That's in the capital. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if we play out there, that's where we're gonna be playing, right? You yes, think so? that's the team's stadium. Cause I've I've been to that stadium. So I was there in 2007. So my family's from San Miguel. So I root for Aguila, and they were playing. El Festival. Huh? Yeah, they're playing. Uh, I think Fast actually at the Cuscatlan, and that stadium. Once it gets full, it's intense. It is. How big is it? It's uh, it's probably like forty ish. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So, because it's kind of the the it's a national stadium, so it's the biggest stadium in the country. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just intense, and the fans, they they like at least the the barras, they get into it. Like the ultras, they're they're really into it as well. So that's gonna be interesting if that's who we end up playing or whoever it is, because they do get into it themselves. I just I think they're gonna be surprised. That this team from LA is gonna bring it the way they they don't they don't perceive it that way I think because it's such a newer league compared to them and it's also a United States team so they don't see it that way at least yet. That's my really my fervent hope in all of this. You know, this is a big test for the thirty two fifty two and the greater LAFC fandom community as a whole as well because you know on an away day every fan is thirty two fifty two. Right. You know, um, if you're there in that section with us, you know, I know many people that don't have North End tickets, but on away days, sit with the 3252 and participate in the chanting then. Um, and that's the only time in which they get to even experience that, you know, quote unquote, North End experience. Yeah. So I think this is a real test for that community as to how we're going to show up, how we're going to behave yeah. while we're there, you know, especially, you know, later evenings and things right. like that. Um, how are we going to represent the brand? This this presents a different challenge than any other away day has for us. Uh, there's cultural divides and all of this. Um, and then, you know, more importantly, how are we going to perform in the stadium? You know, is the noise, the energy, the volume going to be there? Yeah. Um, are we going to put on a show for the global community for the first time um, outside of the United States? And, and what's that going to look like? I mean, right. There's a lot that sort of hangs in the balance, which is one of the reasons why I feel it's so important for, you know, everyone to be paying attention on December 9th. And, yeah. and if you can make it, if this is your only away day this year. Make it happen. You know, make it happen. Yeah. So you were saying you kind of followed some teams in El Salvador, but when you were here in the U.S., you kind of watched other leagues. You didn't really watch MLS? I watch other leagues. I never actually, like, follow a team. Okay. Because, you know, like, there's a lot of people who actually are LAFC now, but they were Galaxy before. Yeah, there's some I, people. I yeah. that's not me. Yeah. So I can actually say that I was... Yeah. Don't say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, I've, I've said it before on this show, you know, I, I rooted for the galaxy back in the day, but it yeah. never really in, in all of those years, it never amounted to anything close to what I've discovered in LAFC. It's a totally different experience, but, but yes, I mean, I was, you know, I mean, we're from Southern California. You're right. an LA yeah. sports fan. You're yeah, going to you root for them. the LA team. That was our only option. Of course. Um, when, when it all first started and back then there wasn't, you know, I mean, Kids nowadays, they go, oh, okay, well, the Galaxy, their fans have a perception. Their fan base has a perception. The franchise has a, a culture and an ideology and so many things behind it. But, you know, when I was 13 and they first launched the MLS, the Galaxy meant nothing. It was a blank slate at that right. point. So I think there were a lot of us who bought into it back then. But after we saw what the club then became, you know, uh, fell out. Right. 
So when did when did you become aware of LAFC? That's a really good question. I was scrolling down on Facebook, and I saw that they were making a team in LA. And I don't know how you guys found out. I don't know if you guys ever saw that ad on Facebook. But when I saw it, I thought it was fake. Really? Like, honestly, it didn't seem that legit. And then it said that you have to give, like, a $50 deposit. And I remember telling my husband about it. And then he's like, well, you know, it will be 50-50. Um, let's do it. And slowly we started getting emails about any events that uh, they'll have. And we were at the at the first event they had. It was at the station in downtown. Okay. Yeah. A union station. Yeah. Yeah. That's crest launch, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 How How long ago was that? Because I remember being pregnant of my son. So that Probably was twenty fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So since then, I've been a part of it. You know, and I mean, it was like it, it's been the best decision that I've made in mm-hmm. my entire life. So it changed your life. It changed my life completely. I've met a lot of good people, and it's 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 like a, it's a family. It's a family, to be honest. Like I had experienced. A lot of great things, sad things, bad things, of course. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, it, it's a big family. It's an amazing community that we have, for sure. We're, we're very fortunate. So you show up for the Crest launch. So, you know, you've been with this club since its inception. How did your relationship with the club and the fan base grow over the course of the first two seasons and the time leading up to that? So from being just, you know, a nameless face in the crowd at the Crest launch how did you become involved? Who did you first meet? And how did that play out? Everything has been just not even planned. You know, like really? it's just happened. Like if I see an opportunity, I'll take it. You know, like I remember meeting the players on the first, the fan appreciation at the stadium and the long lines that we had to wait to just get a signature. Luckily, I was pregnant with my daughter, so I cut all those lines, and you know, like I got all the signatures right on time. I didn't get to be on, on the line, so I see he seems mad and upset. Like, I wasn't oh, even there, jealous. so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, I had to wait. Look at all these signatures on my oh, balls. I didn't wait. I had to wait. I'm not a big autograph hound. I don't. I used to do it when I was a kid with Dodger games because you could go hang out at that fence, you know, out there in left field after the game, and all the players would come by and. You'd beg for autographs, and it was really cool whenever you get one. I still have some of that stuff from when I was a kid, and I really liked it back then. But I don't know, for whatever reason with LAFC, like it never was really like the biggest thing to try and get people's autographs. I mean, I think I would kind of rather have a picture than an autograph because, you know, I mean, I don't, to oh, me yeah. personally, I mean, but yeah. just to remember work. the moment by. Right. You know? So you got all too. the autographs. I got all the autographs. And you got them really fast, and I'm jealous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was fun. I mean, Slowly, I started getting more into it, you know, and I even started working, you know, like with players and doing little projects with them, got to meet some of them and got close to them, too. It's been an amazing experience. And I mean, my husband is the one who's actually been a big support as well. He's the one who's always telling me, oh, you know, like this is happening. Are you going? You should go. I mean, it's been really good. I I liked it. I loved it. I it's a part of my life now, you know. Like I don't see LAFC not being a part of my life anymore. It's amazing how quickly it integrates yeah. itself into so many facets and how many whole families are are involved in the culture of it. You know, so many times in the world of sports, one member of the family is a really big sports fan, but it's not something the whole family shares. That's much more rare. Right. Um, you know, especially in the professional sports scene out of collegiate level. Um, and to see that happen so quickly with so many people for LAFC – um, and, and, you know, your family has extended to, to players on the team as well, too. You've been able to forge some, some relationships with the players themselves. So, um, you know, why don't you talk us through, you know, some of the players that you've met and sort of their personalities and what you've experienced in meeting them. And, uh, you know, we've got to know a little bit about you, the person. Tell us a little bit about some of the players, that things we might not know watching them on the pitch. Well, the ones that actually I can say that I got really close to will be Latif Blessing. And we love you, Latif. and palacios chiki palacios latif he's an amazing person i was working on a project with him that's how i actually got to meet him and slowly i can actually say that we became really good friends he is super humble really he's like super happy always dancing always trying to be out there you know like his english is not the greatest and Mine isn't either, so you know we try. But, but he expresses with his 
Yeah. With like, his energy. Yeah, with his energy. Yeah. Like, you put any type of music, he'll dance to it. Yeah. Like, he's amazing. Another thing that I learned about him is that he loves chicken and rice. That's something that, like, that's his favorite meal. He'll really? have it any time of the day. What kind he, of chicken and rice? Like, like anything that it has to do with chicken and rice. It like, doesn't matter that, how yeah, it is. It doesn't is. matter how. You know, and he's a great cook too. Like last time that I, you know, like I was able to go to his place that uh, he was making some meatballs and some type of rice that they have in Ghana. And like, it's completely different. Like the way he cooks is amazing too. I'm super jealous. You got a hand cooked <laughs> Ghanaian meal from Latif <laughs> that is in amazing. his house. That's, yeah. um, so what is, what's some of the stuff that uh, you and Latif would do when you go about town? What is, what does he like to do on his day off when he's hanging Rest out with his supporters? He friends? likes resting. He is not. He'll be surprised. He's actually not a, a people person. Like he likes his um privacy. He likes um resting, being at home. Um yeah, apart from him having like the greatest energy, like he's also like very very private with his life actually. But he needs to charge his batteries up. Yeah, basically. I, I would imagine you'd have to sleep like twelve hours a night to run like he does. Yes. Yeah. I know that I could never do the things that he does. Ever. No. <laughs> He can run forever, and he's happy, and he's dancing on the field. And that's why everybody loves him. I think I feel like he's everyone's favorite player because they identify with him in that way. Because I think most fans, if they could, they would give the type of effort that he, you think he's giving you. You know, I'm not saying the other teammates are not doing that, but I feel like he's dying out there at the end. Like, he'll go and collapse at home after. And get up and dance two minutes later, though. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. No, you will never ever see a game in which he doesn't give a plus effort. Exactly. I mean, his work rate is is at the very top of of what we see from the team. It's it's astounding. So what's some of so he's he's big into chicken and rice. Um, I mean, he loves cheese pizza as well. One night he texts me saying, "Oh, you know, let's go eat," and um, I invited one of my friends. His name is um, Angel, and we went to eat. We went to your house, and he ordered pizza. Latif Blessing ordered cheese pizza at your house. That's funny. That's weird, right? I was like, okay, I'm over here like, oh, you know what? My favorite is that vodka shrimp pasta. You have to try it. No, I want pizza. Okay, then. And after that, I mean, we went to, to Target. We were looking for water. We were running around. It was just a whole completely different thing, you know? Yeah, he, he's like a normal person, yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. Well, we, we're nice. getting to know the things that he likes, so, you know. <laughs> So, what other players have you gotten a chance to get to know? I know you've gotten close to Latif, um, and now you can call him your friend, which is very unique. Like you said, you know, you went to a Crest launch because you got a Facebook advertisement to potentially join the team. Um, just I, I discovered photographic evidence that maybe we'll have to tweet out later of a time when Mark Anthony K and Latif Blessing were sitting next to me at a restaurant and they were both destroying chicken sandwiches, fried chicken sandwiches with Chris Cut fries. Oh my uh, god! This is while Mark Anthony K and Latif were both injured. Okay. And so they were both. Did you go say hi? Of course it did. Yeah, of course <laughs> it did. Um, and they were both. Um, yeah, e- eating. Uh, 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 Chris cut French fries and fried chicken sandwiches, and I was like, "See, like even the players eat normal from time to time as well too." Yeah, it was very reinforcing. He loves me. chicken. Like he always texts me saying, "Hey, when are you making your chicken salad?" He loves my chicken salad. Oh that really? Sure. Oh, yeah. Maybe he should have brought food. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. See, it's um, my fault now. Yeah. It's not so, um, you know, in addition to you know your friendship connection with Latif Blessing. You also have some cultural connections to other players that are on the team that you've actually followed since prior to them even being LAFC yes. players. So kind of talk about your cultural connection and how that led to um, a friendship with a different player. Cheeky Palacios. Cheeky P. <laughs> I was the one who actually organized the whole welcoming of Cheeky. I saw that. That was and very nice of you to do. we brought the biggest Ecuadorian flag that there is in Los Angeles. Even in the United States, I think, like, we actually made that flag. Oh, really? Yeah, we, my father-in-law made it. Um, we brought it when they uh, Ecuador came to play against Mexico back in 2015. Okay. That's when I actually met the whole team. We went to watch them um, practice, and it was, you know, a big thing, you know? That was years ago, like four and, years ago. And he was 16, 16 17 yeah. at that point. He was already with the team. Wow. So, and you said you got to meet him. So, did he recognize you when he came back or this, no? Um, this time, um, when I found out that LASC was bringing Chiki, like, that, 
that was a big deal for us. You right. know, like my husband is also half Ecuadorian. My kids, you know, they're Ecuadorian as well. So it was a big thing. It was a big deal. Of course. And that's when, you know, like we started messaging again. And and slowly, like, you know, once he got here, like we went to welcome him. And he actually told me that that was the first time that like a lot of people went and welcome him and it was a whole completely different experience from coming you know like like it was it was nice it was really nice well hats off to you for laying out the red carpet for him when he showed up i've always wanted to go to one of those and they've always been while i'm at work and i'm like can't these guys catch a plane at night why do they always have to arrive in the middle of the day when i'm at work um but i definitely remember when that news first broke you posting about it like oh my gosh um and and trying to rally as many people um to to the airport as possible um and then obviously you know the in-game tifo and all that stuff as well too with the flag um you know so a a huge welcome you guys saw the big flag i was underneath it but um, (laughs) that was huge that the flag was huge yeah curious to hear how the relationship with him has grown since then um and and you know what's he like as a person he's another humble human being i mean he is young as well he's 20 yeah you know he's all about i want to play fifa you know like i want to be eating like he he knows how to cook uh we made a few ecuadorian dishes and you know sometimes and since when he got here obviously he didn't have pretty much anything right so i had to let him borrow my ps4 oh really yeah so he kept it for a whole maybe two weeks until he got his own and he was playing with my husband and you know like it was it was nice it was nice to get to like have that um experience with him is he good oh he is but you know what i actually now that you're now that you're saying that um i heard that philip is actually the best at playing people really yes would always tell me that yeah it's that goalkeeper mentality. You know, they, they, <laughs> well, they just... he always has a view of the entire field, yeah. so maybe exactly. he understands yeah. maybe. how to move the players. Yeah. That makes sense. So, and you got to know him too, Philippe Edgemarjo. Yes. Oh, Philippe is an amazing kid. His smile is amazing. Yeah. I always tell him he has like the cheesiest smile ever. It's a big smile. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's a very big smile. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's interesting too because he's Brazilian American. Mm-hmm. So he speaks English and Portuguese. Did he speak any Spanish or? He does. He understands the Spanish. Like, okay. there's times that, you know, whenever we hang out, I'll try to talk to him in Spanish just to see how, you know, how well he's doing. Because I was pretty much, pretty much trying to, like, help him with the Spanish. Okay. And, yeah, like, he's good. He's really good. He can defend himself with Spanish. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. To me, the takeaway that I've gotten from this is you've helped players that are international um, acclimate or get used to L.A. Because L.A., while there's a lot of Latin people here, um, there isn't that many brazilians but there are some but you helped them kind of feel at home find a friend build a relationship and that's important because if a player isn't feeling comfortable off the field sometimes they don't perform on the field because they have other things on their mind so because of the community you have behind you your family being supportive and um the kind of person that you are giving yourself in time to get to know these players I, i think has you know kind of behind the scenes helped the team and the community um which is why you know we appreciate you kind of expressing some of that and sharing some of that yeah thank you i mean so much of what we talk about in the lafc community is you know reaching out and being supportive to the people who are in need and i think sometimes we forget about the side of our players that you know we think of them as being professional athletes and so well taken care of and and yes i'm sure the club does go through processes to make sure that they have social networks and, you know, and some kind of mental well-being to them. But, you know, for people in the community like yourself who have taken it upon themselves to, you know, help give a human aspect to their interaction within the community, uh, you know, hats off to you. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us are, you know, jealous from a philosophical <laughs> standpoint. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it does take a lot of work to sit there and help these people become a part of the fabric of this city. And that's great that you do that and continue to do that, you know, and you'll have to uh, help us launch our cooking show with Cheeky P. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think that would definitely get some hits. It should be a contest between Cheeky and the chicken and rice from oh, Ghana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see what, you know, what is a typical Ecuadorian dish? I, I don't think I've had. Huh. There's many. Uh, yeah. There's one that I love. It's um, uh, Wata. Wata. 
It's actually the belly of the cow, you know, the one they use for a menudo. Okay. But we use it with um, peanut butter Ooh. and peanut butter sauce. That's and kind potatoes. of like Thai. It's Thai, yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, you guys have to try it. I'll make sure to make some for you guys. All right. Well, now yeah. I definitely want to go to an Ecuadorian restaurant. Of so course. I mean, I mean. It's something I've always wanted to do, but why should I do that when I have <laughs> access to a friend? Yeah, that wants right? to, to yeah. make some fixings. I'm down. The I, one who didn't try my panas con pollo. Of course. <laughs> I will always bring a bottle if, you know, yeah. you invite me over for different. I will bring just, a belly. The one from Jamaica, though, for sure. Oh, that that goes out to all, all of our listeners as well, too. You invite me over for food, I'm bringing the booze. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, make sure it has to be the one from Jamaica, though. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on the cuisine. You know I mean? That's kind oh, of the like art of being I'm really curious because he said that's the best one and that's the whole reason. Well, I mean, after dinner Jamaica, drinks kind of work after every meal. So you can always do the after dinner coffee drink. <laughs> so you bring um, it for dessert. Is oh, what you're saying. It's there so you go. good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. You'll never, I mean, it will literally change the way you think of coffee liqueurs if, if you ever think of coffee liqueurs at all. <laughs> Not as often as you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is my world. Yeah. Before we wrap up episode 49 here, um, we have one last question that we'd like to ask you. Um, it's, it's the most important question we ask, and you've gotten to play a very different role in the definition of this within the community than anyone else has. So I'm very curious to hear your answer. And uh, that is, what does shoulder to shoulder mean to you, Roxanne? Shoulder to shoulder to me means family, a whole new family where I can actually be myself, express myself. Um, It's been very welcoming and I feel like this is now, it's a part of my life, you know, and like I said earlier, I've met a lot of good people. Um, within shoulder to shoulder and it's it's just I want to I want to put it that way shoulder to shoulder to me to me it means family I think that's one of the best answers yet so uh, on behalf of Christian and myself thank you so much for making the trek out to shoulder to shoulder studios and joining us tonight Uh, we sincerely appreciate that thank you thank you for having me you guys it was an amazing experience I like it and hopefully I'll see you guys again yeah Yeah, recommend it to your friends because anyone out there in the LAFC community that would like to come take a seat on the couch and uh, tell us what your opinion of Cheeky Palacio's cooking technique is Um, we would love to hear from you you can always reach out to us on all your various social media platforms at LAFCS2S shoot us a message Um, if you have a story to tell um, we'd love for you to come um, um, and join us and tell your story. And if you wanted to interact with uh, you, how did you want them well, you're to reach at out to LAFCROX at LAFC Rocks on your social media platforms uh, if you would uh, like to follow Roxana. Uh, and that's going to wrap us up for episode 49. So, again, on behalf of Christian and I, thank you so much for coming. Um, Chris obviously wishes he could be here, but regrettably could not tonight. But take us home, Sticks. This our culture, feel the force of a supernova. Stay flying that FC dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's Koreatown Liddy. Keep us old mommy, about to drop her fifth. They want me to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that. Bitch.